The sun is not really shining, but the sun is shining on the inside of, of us. Amen. Jesus Christ is always um, shining in our lives. So we are always glad to be up. Um, God woke us up this morning, and we're getting ready to start our worship service today here at New Life at Calvary. Greetings to everybody online, on Facebook. We are so happy to have you all out this morning as well. So as we begin, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, God, for just beginning us up this morning with you on our minds. Thank you for waking each and every one of us up to serve you, Lord, to give you praise, God, to hear your word today. And we ask you, God, to speak into our hearts and our minds today during our sermon and speak to our hearts and our minds as we sing, Lord God. And as we sing up to you, Lord, we just say thank you, Lord, that the blessings are going to come down as we give you praises, Lord. Or we are going to be healed. We're going to get receive, you know, peace and love and joy. The things that we need to strengthen us, God, as we give you our time, Lord, we just say thank you, Lord, you're going to give us back time, God. As we give our finances, our resources, our time, our energy, you restore us, get, filling our cup up, doing more than we can ask, think, and imagine, God. We just love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. So we come this morning to just give you glory, honor, and praise. And, Lord, we are praying for those that are still coming in, still waking up, still trying to make it to church, God. Make a way, Lord. Make a way for them to hear the word of God today, Lord. We are praying for traveling mercies as those still come into our church. We're praying for those that are still coming in online, Lord. We're asking you, Lord, to just prepare our hearts and our minds. And as you prepare us all for Sunday morning worship, all around the world. Bring us together in unity today, God. Bring the church of God, the kingdom of God together in unity with Jesus Christ in mind, God. We are here to be disciples, to go out and to tell somebody that Jesus is alive and to tell somebody that you are real and you love us and you are our Father, God. So we just say thank you for your supernatural provision today, your supernatural healing, Lord, your supernatural omnipotence, God. You know everything that we need. You know everything that we need to fill us up, and you are our great provider. So we just, we are humbly at your throne today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you love us today, Lord. Fill us up today, Lord. Fill us up today, Lord. We ask you, God, to bless our service this day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. And welcome, welcome, welcome everybody out to New Life at Calvary. We are so happy to have you all in our worship service, and we're happy to have you all online. Is somebody ready to give God praise today? Whether you're at home or in worship, we ask you to stand if you're able, wherever you are, wherever you're listening today, because we've got to give God the glory today. God has something good for us, and we are going to praise God in advance, and we're going to sing today. You brought me through this. If you're online, go ahead and give us a like, a chat. You can check in with a wave. And we're going to pray for you if you ask for prayer. So we're going to start our worship service.
Amen. <laughs> okay. If you're grateful this morning, are you safe in God's arms? Give the Lord some glory. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are so glad. We are glad, and we are joyful this morning. Lord, we just give you thanks, and we give you praise this morning. We are grateful. We are safe in his arms. Let us join our hearts in prayer. Gracious and holy God, thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you for your love, your mercy, your peace, and your grace, Lord. We praise and rejoice in you on this Sunday morning because you have done great things for us, and we are filled with joy and thanksgiving. So we come together to give you thanks and express gratitude for loving us so much and for your great sacrifice, your gift of salvation. So as we join our hearts in prayer this morning, we are reminded this end of this April month of the Resurrection Sunday and that the tomb was empty, Lord. And we celebrate your victory over death. We celebrate your gift of eternal life. We praise and worship you because the tomb was empty. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we know that because the tomb was empty, we have forgiveness for our sins and a way to eternal life. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness, and thank you for salvation. Today, as a body, we come before you, and we thank you for comforting those with your comfort and touch for all who are grieving this morning, especially the Cheeks family, the Stanley family, Woods family, and the Williams family. And we give you thanks for your healing touch. And we, we thank you for your healing touch in our sick and shut-in especially our sister Dolores Williams, Eloise Paines, and Bessie Bryant. And we thank you for your mighty presence for all of those who are experiencing feelings of brokenness and depression and just anxious concerning physical problems or, or any kind of problems, Lord. Thank you for bringing your healing, not only for our physical needs, but for our spiritual needs as well. And thank you for your presence. Lord, we lift up our leaders today, local and nationally, that they too might experience the power of your presence in their lives and rule as godly leaders as you would have them be. We especially pray for our young people. We pray that you would protect them from all and have a mighty covering over them, keep them safe from any hurt, harm, and danger. It is so difficult in this world, Lord. So we pray your covering over them, encourage their hearts, Shower them with your grace and your mercy. Lord, we pray for all the lost people of this world, that they might come to know you as Lord and Savior. We pray for all those who just need to know you as Lord and Savior. Grant them the grace and lead them in knowledge of who you are and what you are, Lord, that it's only through you, through the grace of God, that they can be saved. Gracious God, we pray for our church and your church worldwide. Touch the hearts of all believers so that we are Jesus' hands and feet in this hurting world. May this church, the new life at Calvary, be a faithful witness of your love and reflection of who you are. Love and kindness, generous mercy, outrageously generous, always faithful and full of grace. We pray that the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control 
be clearly demonstrated by us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you glory and honor for all that you're doing in our lives and in the life of our church. Shine your light in us, through us, and over us. May we make a difference in this community and this city, not for our glory, but for your glory and your purpose. May our words, action, and deeds be more reflective of your love for us and the entire world. Lord, we thank you, and we are grateful this morning, and we say we are safe in your arms, and we thank you for your love and ask your continuous guidance as we continue to seek your will and your plan and purpose for our life and for the life of our church. And we say thank you in the mighty, mighty, mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, if you would stand with me and we'll sing our, I said sing, our church purpose. All right, get ready to sing. (laughs) And we want to sing our church purpose. We want to read our church purpose. (laughs) In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as covenant partner, I will invite others to come and worship. worship. Part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Good morning, New Life at Calvary. You know, we walk through those doors, each and every one of us, right? So we have to accept ourselves and accept each and every one of us as we come through those doors, as Jesus has loved and accepted us. Amen? Amen. All right. The fruit of the Spirit is um, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We have heard this how many times and read it ourselves how many times? All right. Um, the fruit of the Spirit. This is what comes, this is the fruit that comes from living. These are the evidences of our growth in Christ. All right. This is the New International Version. Galatians 5:22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control against such things there is no law amen all right our new testament scripture is from the book of galatians um i'm sorry that was galatians uh we're going to we're going to john 15 1 through 5 I am the true vine, 
and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you and I am in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Praise God. Thank you for that scripture reading. Amen. Praise God. Can anyone tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. This Sunday is our fifth Sunday of April. Amen. And it is our above and beyond offering. Has anyone got an extra blessing this month? You had a birthday, someone gave you a just because gift, something came into your life, you may have hit the lottery, I don't know, I'm trying to see what y'all got. (laughs) But this category is for those, if you got an extra special blessing this month, you may want to give to the above and beyond. As our ushers come forward, let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great giver Lord, there is never a time in our lives when we can outgive you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for giving us life today, giving us our breath, giving us our health, Lord, giving us our homes, Lord, our jobs, our educations, our minds, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you gave us our minds this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are so great to us. Thank you for being so great to us. Gracious God, we ask your blessings upon these tithes and offerings, Lord. We will pray, Lord, that these uh, tithes and offerings will be magnified and amplified, Lord, for your use and your kingdom, Lord. We want to be all about you, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you will bless these tithes and offerings for your use, Lord. And we thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. As our ushers collect our offering, for those of you that are joining us online today, we have several ways for you to participate in our online giving. You can go right now to nlac.tv, and you can establish your website giving account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign in, the number 2 NLAC, and your offering will come right to us. If you would like to mail in or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Thank you again for joining us in the offering. Saints, we will now be blessed with a special music, special song. And our special singer today is actually Renee Pride. And she's going to be singing... 
the battle is the Lord's, praise God. And after Renee sings for us, we will be blessed by a message by Reginald Woods, our commissioned lay pastor candidate, singing, I mean, not singing, me and Sylvia can't get ourselves together. (laughs) Reginald, do not sing, my man. Come up and preach the word, preacher. He will be he will be bringing us the message, the seeds of the gospel. Amen. Jesus. 
morning. Praise the Lord this morning. He is so worthy to be praised. Uh, you know, I just got to say this. I feel so honored this morning. You know, I got all five of my grandsons here. I got both of my daughters, my lovely daughters here. I got my son here. Y'all ain't know I had a son, right? There you go, right there. <laughs> I got my partner for 40 some years here. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Uh, to bring you up to speed, we're doing a sermon series entitled Rooted. Pastor Antonia introduced us to the gardening concept of Rooted, talking about planting and gardening. She even furnished us with a bag of seeds to take home and plant. Who took the seeds home and planted them? Okay, what is the status of those seeds that you planted? You planted them? <laughs> Somebody planted those. What's Hassan, Hassan, you planted them? <laughs> there is nothing showing as of yet. You know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of a scripture that says, Judge nothing before it's time. Judge no thing before it's time. See, because those seeds are in the dirt. We can't see what's going on down up in there. We don't know what's happening, but God is the master cultivator and the master architect. So they're going to spring forth into something just like God is the master architect in our lives. And he gave us a seed, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is planted in us. Praise the Lord. Now I was bringing you all up to speed. Let me get back to it. Get back on point. One of her... Uh, Pastor Antonio, she furnished us with some seeds. Y'all heard about who planted the seeds. I'm be honest, I didn't plant mine. One of her main focus points was how important it is to plant your seeds in good soil. Last week, Pastor Kelly talked about growth. The seed is planted. Now there's an expectation of growth. Pastor Kelly emphasized that growth is the exclusive work of God. Exclusive. We ain't making nothing grow for real. The farmer is part of his responsibility to the process, tills the soil, plants the seeds, waters the seeds, and waits on God to give the increase. During the growth process, there is an important process that has to be applied to increase fruitfulness and growth. This process is called pruning. And that's what we are here to talk, to look at today. The process of pruning. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Lord God, to represent you, Lord God. Father, I ask that the words that proceed from my mouth and the meditations of my heart, Lord God, be acceptable in your sight. Let me decrease, Lord God, as you increase. Have your way in here this morning, Lord God. Let your word manifest itself in a glorious way, Lord God. Let hearts be open, Lord God, to receive what you have for them, Lord God. And when that word finds fertile soil in their hearts, Lord God, let it spring forth into some, Lord God, that will glorify you. We praise you this morning. 
And we thank you this morning for this blessing of another day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who came to hear the word from God? Who came to hear a word from God? Because I'm here to give you a word from God. I'm going to have to tell you, when I first approached this message, I entitled it, The Seed of the Gospel. And I was off and running, thinking that my chosen scriptures and outline was on point. That is, until the Lord started speaking, and I realized that he was taking me in another direction. So I'm making an executive order decision to change the title of this message. I said executive order decision. Did y'all catch that? To change the title of this message, the new title is The Pruning of the Believer. Can y'all repeat it after me? The Pruning of the Believer. That is the title of this message. The Pruning of the Believer. The definition of pruning, to trim a tree, shrub, or a bush. That's a sort of pruning, right? When the justice system, I got to put this in there because I'm part of that system. When the justice system takes a tried and convicted individual off the streets for the safety of the communities, that's kind of pruning, ain't it? When you get out of a relationship that's devilish because you see a lot of devilish manifestations in the midst of it, like stealing, killing, and destroying, manifested on a regular basis, now, how does that happen in a relationship? Some of you might know what I mean. You've been in a relationship that steals your joy, kills your peace, destroys your optimism, destroys your optimism, a relationship that needs pruning. But that's another story, right? Like many, of our, many aspects of our faith, pruning isn't always easy, but it's necessary in order to increase fruitfulness and grow. Let's look at John chapter 15. You got that for me? I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now what we see is Jesus Christ telling us who he is. He's the vine. We are the branches. God is the one who does the husbandry. He's the gardener. He's the one that does the pruning. off every branch of me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. 
It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now, I know a bunch of us have seen branches on the ground somewhere. They ain't no longer connected to the root. They ain't no longer connected to the tree. And usually when we see those branches always disconnected from the root, they die or are dying. And that's what's happening with us. When we get disconnected from Christ, then we kind of are not in tune with what makes us healthy, whole, and complete. Here we see that Jesus is the vine, the sustainer, the root that we got engrafted to. In Romans, Paul talks about our being grafted into the root. Romans 11:17 says this, if some of the branches have been broken off and you, through a wild, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, that's in Galatians 3.26, I mean Romans 11.17, we see that Christ is the nourishing sap, the olive root. Galatians 3.26.27 says, so in Christ Jesus... You are all children of God through faith. For all of you are, were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you, you, are all one in Christ Jesus. So we are all part of the root, which is Christ, and as such, we must grow in him. That growth is facilitated by God. God is a divine gardener with the ultimate green thumb. In Jeremiah 29:11 it says, "For I know the plans I have for you," declares the Lord, "plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future." Do you believe that some pruning is going to be required for God's plan for our life to be realized? He knows his plans for you. He knows what his expected end for you is. During that process of you reaching that expected end, there are some things that he has to adjust in our character. There are some things that he has to adjust in our environment. There are some things that he has to adjust in our circumstance so that we can get to where he wants us to be. So pruning is going to be required. Just like that plant that you put in the ground that you want to grow to whatever it might grow to, it might grow to some vegetables. It might just grow to be a pretty flower, which makes me, which reminds me of an incident that I had here at the church. Uh, they asked me to go outside and do some landscaping in front of the building. So I went out there and I looked at this stuff and it all looked like Weeds to me. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. So I went out there and I got that little electric thing and I just cut all of that stuff down. <laughs> Talking about somebody mad at me. Ruby was so mad at me because she's the gardener around here. She's the gardener and she does an excellent job and she has a passion. She has a passion for seeing those plants grow. She has a passion 
for making sure that everything looks right so that the outside of the building can look nice. She has a passion for gardening. When I thought about this sermon, I thought about her and her passion for gardening. I also thought about God's passion for gardening, God's passion for making sure that we get where we need to be. Because he knows the plans that he has for us. And yes, some pruning is necessary to take on the image of the firstborn among many brothers. Some pruning is definitely necessary. Earlier I said that pruning comes in various forms. The individual doing gardening, the doctor with the scalpel, the justice system with his courts. With us, pruning can take on the form of discipline. Often a plant will be hindered by a dead portion of its leaves. The dead portions get in the way of healthy growth. So too it is with us. Dead characteristics of our personalities can stifle our growth. I have thought and said on occasion, and maybe some of y'all might have felt this way too, I'm sure you have. I have thought and said on occasion, if I could just change that in my character or in my behavior, I could be a more effective Christian, emulating Christ more accurately in my demonstration. That's me thinking about some of the things that needs to come away from me. Those things like bitterness, envy, creating strife, meanness, the inability to adequately express love. I recognize some of my self-defeating behaviors and characteristics, as I'm sure some of you do, because we all got the Holy Spirit in St. Christ. And he gonna tell you when you're out of place. Because you could be in a situation and you think you're responding totally correctly, but you're responding in anger, or you're responding in pride, or you're responding in some kind of way that just ain't expressing the love of God. And then you get home, and at first you're feeling kind of like you did something, like I did it. I told them what I wanted to tell them. But then the Holy Spirit started working on you. The Holy Spirit started talking to you, started telling you, oh, no, that wasn't right. That's something that you need to change in your character. That's something that you need to work on. That's something that you need to deal with in a more appropriate fashion. The awesome thing is that when I recognize those things in my character that need adjusting, God has already started the pruning process. That's why the Holy Spirit has revealed to me the need to change. Because he wants me to be aware that you need to change, and it's, it's about to start happening. It's about to start happening. And that change that has been inspiring in you that you need to make, you only recognize it because the Spirit of God reveals it to you. And in that revelation also comes the reality that God is about to start working on. Hebrews 12, 11, 13 states, at the time, because we're going to, I'm going to take that word pruning, and I'm going to add the word discipline. Because for us, a lot of times when God is pruning us, it's about discipline. He's creating and working a certain discipline in us. And Hebrews 12, again, 11, 13 states, At the time, 
all discipline seems a cause not for joy, but for pain. Yet later, it brings the peaceable, peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. Strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed. Now, the way that scripture is, it, it, it makes you kind of think. It made me kind of think. I ain't going to say it. I'm going to use me. And looking at that scripture, it made me kind of think. Because I understood the first part. At the time, all discipline seems to cause not for joy, but for pain. Because some of, some of the times when you get in that discipline that's required for you to grow, sometimes it don't feel good. Sometimes it does not feel good. Sometimes you'll be trying to think of a way to get around it. But it's so necessary. It's so necessary. This last part is what I'm talking about. It says, strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet that what is lame, what is lame in your character, what is lame in my behavior, what is lame in the characteristics that I present to my brothers and sisters, it may not be dislocated. See, because when something is dislocated, that means it's out of place. And Scripture is telling me that if God is pruning me and I'm not doing what is required, and I'm not hearing to the voice of the Spirit in me, that things can get dislocated. They can get dislocated. That's why it says, strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. What that says to me is this. When you're going through the pruning process, stand up straight. Suck it up. Suck it up. Do what God is requiring of you and be pleased with the process. Why should you be pleased with the process? Because the process means that when I'm going through the process, at the end of the process, I can look for a blessing. Now, now sometimes when we start talking about blessings, we start talking about financial. I ain't talking about no financial blessing. That might come too. I'm talking about the blessing in your character that helps you to emulate Christ. The blessing in your character, when you emulate in Christ, then you draw people unto you. Because scripture says what? If you lift Christ up, what? All men will be drawn unto you. And that's what God is working for in our lives. For Christ to be lifted up in us so that others can be drawn to the kingdom. Amen? I said that the Holy Spirit reveals those areas in my character that are being changed. But it says that what is lame can be dislocated but not healed. Hebrews 3, 12 through 15 sheds some light on that dislocated syndrome. Hebrews 3, 12 through 15 states, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. 
as just have been said today. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. This particular scripture is talking, scripture is talking about the children of Israel as they're in the wilderness. They're in the wilderness. They just come out of Egypt. They didn't just came out of bondage. They're in the wilderness. God has shown them his glory. God has manifested his glory in their situation and circumstance. And they get in the wilderness and they act like they don't even know God. They don't know what God is capable of doing and he just shown them. He didn't part of the Red Sea. It's a list of things that he did while in Egypt. They get in the wilderness. Now, they want to be rebellious and disobedient. Now, God taking them to the promised land. He's taking them to the promised land. How many of us is he taking to the promised land? Everybody in here should have their hand raised up. Everybody in here, he's taking to the promised land. He has taken everyone in here to the promised land. And everybody in here has seen the glory of God manifested in their lives. I know I have. I know I have. So how is it so easy for me to be rebellious and disobedient? That's scary. That's why God has to prove. That's why God has to prove. The pruning that God does in our lives is not because he is angry with us and wants to punish us. Actually, it's quite the opposite. There is a race that has been marked out for us that results in a heavenly prize. In order to run this race, well, we have to remove those things that will disqualify or hinder us from reaching the finish line. Excuse me. Hebrews 12.1 puts it like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so easily. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. If us, the earthly gardeners, are interested in fruitfulness and healthy growth, just imagine how much more so the divine gardener and cultivator of the entire cosmos is interested in the same. Hebrews 12, 4, 11 states, and the title of Hebrews 12, 4, 11 is this, God disciplines his children. God disciplines his children. What is discipline? Nothing but pruning. Getting that junk out of us, getting that junk out of us so that we can walk in victory and represent his glory. Anyway, Hebrews 12, 4, 11 states, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son or daughter. It says, my son, my daughter, 
Do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son and daughter. Wait a minute. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate. We got any illegitimate babies in here? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) You are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. We respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we might share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So what we see here is God disciplines his children. I got two grandsons over there that spent some time with me for a little while. And they know that um, if necessary, there might be some discipline. Jacob? (laughs) They know. But I ain't one of them kind of discipliners where I used to be a bad discipliner. I used to be really a bad discipliner. My daughter said that I... My daughter said, and you got... I'm going to tell you all the truth. You got to remember where I came from Where I came from, life was kind of different, much different than it is now. And because I dealt with women who were different as well, I always, I didn't want my daughters to be like some of the women I had encountered. So my daughter said, Daddy, you used to whip me for nothing. Because I wanted to go and be with my friends. But see, in my twisted mind, I didn't want her going and being associated or getting drawn into what I knew could happen. So me, with my limited understanding and my limited knowledge, I did what I felt was the right thing to do. I whooped her. (laughs) Just shit. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't go there. You was what? Oh, no. I thank God that despite where I came from and despite where I've been, God has blessed me with two beautiful daughters that love me. God has blessed me with five grandsons. God has blessed me with a son. God has blessed me with a friend. And God has blessed me with you. Because y'all know I love my church family. I love my spiritual brothers and sisters. 
And we are brothers and sisters. How are we brothers and sisters? We got the same daddy. I got the same daddy as you. I got the same daddy as you. We got the same daddy, and I love that fact. Okay, I'm going to go back to this message. I'm going to go back to this message. And actually, we're we about to wind up here. Short and sweet, huh? What time is it? <laughs> Y'all got something to do after this? <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway our, our human fathers, they disciplined us in their misunderstanding. Because I used to get whoopings too. And that's why it was so easy for me to whoop. See, because coming up as a kid, I got whoopings. If I did wrong, I got whoopings. Till I got about 14 years old and said, that's got to stop. But I used to go in the basement and run in circles. Running in circles, and my daddy would be behind me. <laughs> trying to whoop my butt. So I'm going to tell y'all, and this ain't got nothing to do with the message. See, we learn those kind of things. See, I got whoopings coming up. So when I got grown, if you did wrong, I thought you deserved a whooping, whether you was an adult or a child. <laughs> you get a whooping when you do wrong. So I was so confused, wasn't I? <laughs> so it says later on, later on after we go through the process of the pruning, it builds that peaceable fruit of righteousness. Now, what is that peaceable fruit of righteousness? Could you pull up Galatians 5, 22, 23 for me, please? What is that peaceable fruit of righteousness? I know I ain't got to pull it up, but I'm going to pull it up every, anyway because I know probably everybody in this room knows what that peaceable fruit of righteousness is. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Why is there no law? Because you're a law to yourself. If you're operating in the fruits of the Spirit, you don't need to worry about the law because Scripture tells us that we should obey the authorities anyway. I think that's in Romans 13, right? So if I'm a law unto myself, why am I a law unto myself? Because I'm doing what Christ would do. Because I'm doing what God would require me to do. Praise the Lord. The Christian life is a process that we enter into when the seed of the gospel is planted and we open up our lives to God. To grow in faith takes intentional effort fierce determination and the unquestionable grace of God. It is true that God loves us just as we are, but it's equally true that he doesn't want us to stay that way. You know, it's a song that I love. It's by uh, Maverick. Uh, Maverick. Maverick City. Thank you, sister. Maverick City. And it says that today God loves me I'm trying to, it says, basically what it says is, God loves me today, just like he's going to love me tomorrow, the next day. That love don't change. 
I can't do anything to make God love me no more than he already do. You can't do anything to make God love you no more than he already does. But that process of pruning goes with that love like we just saw. You have to be pruned so that you can reach that place of excellence. I always tell my grandsons about excellence. You have to be pruned so that you can reach that place of excellence that God has for you. That pruning is a definite requirement. What are some specific areas of your life that could use some pruning to allow for healthy growth to happen? Let me ask a question. Has anybody in here, see, because pruning, it will make more out of less. It will make more out of less. That stuff that God takes out of our character, it makes our character more greater, for lack of a better word. For lack of a better word, it makes our character more. Is anybody in here had anything in their lives that they've given up and reaped some mighty benefits from that giving up? Anybody? Anybody? Do I got a win? Okay. What about you? Oh, I'm going to put you on front street. I'm going to put you on front street. I gave up doing wrong in the streets and I got my family. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And just all y'all know, that's my youngest daughter's mother. So praise the Lord, she decided to come and uh, fellowship with us. God is so good. Let us trust that God knows what he is doing. And even through the process of pruning can be painful, it would also be fruitful in the hands of the divine gardener. One of the things that I'm going to suggest, and... Uh, I hope it finds some soil. We all need a time to process and pray through the things that need pruning in our lives. We need time to process and pray through the things that need pruning in our lives. Let's do that. Let's do that. And I'm going to ask you also to pray for me. That God blesses me in my pruning process as I pray for y'all that he'll bless y'all and y'alls. I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening. And all I can say to God be the glory. Thank you so much, Reggie. That was a great sermon. And how many of y'all received the message in that sermon today? Amen. Amen. Uh, the praise team and the praise band are going to be playing our closing song today. But as we're singing, it's prayer time. So if, you're, if you need prayer today, we're going to ask you all to everybody to rise to their feet. And as you're standing, if you need prayer, we want you to raise your hand. My, uh, Pastor Kelly and Reggie will come around and pray with you.
praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Today has been an amazing worship service. Aren't you glad you came to worship today? I thank you, Reginald, for your message. We thank you for your message. We thank God for you. It is so nice. Um, You all just wouldn't believe it, how God can work out some things. Pastor Antonio and I went yesterday to the Presbytery meeting in Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, Ohio. And wouldn't you know, Reginald, that the scripture you preached on was the lesson we learned yesterday. The fruit of the Spirit remain in me. They use the word abide in me. (laughs) But the whole is, the one point that she was trying to make, and I think you made today, as our first calling, our first job is to be with Jesus. Remain with, on that vine. We can't live, like you were saying, Reggie. We cannot live apart from the vine. Thank you, Reginald. That was a beautiful message. And when I do the benediction, I, I always you could do the benediction um, with the fruit of the Spirit. And our, our teacher yesterday told us the opposites of the fruit of the Spirit. If you don't have love, you are self-absorbed. You don't have joy, you are hopeless. You don't have peace, you worry. You don't have patience, you irritate it all the time. If you're not kind, you are a cynic and sarcastic. You don't have goodness, you stubborn. If you are not faithful, you are inconsistent. If you are not gentle, you are harsh. And if you do not have self-control, you are living in chaos. <laughs> look how the Lord was working in my heart. I was like, look at Reggie, you stomping all on my street. Would you get off my street, get out of my neighborhood? <laughs> but part of yesterday is we're learning to take a Sabbath and rest. One person can't do everything, you all. That's why y'all saw me sitting down. Reginald was up preaching, amen? And so uh, I try to take my rest when I'm supposed to listen to God because I don't want to get disciplined, amen? (laughs) We do want to say happy birthday. Wow, you guys, look at our birthdays. It is a lot of birthdays this week. We have Stephanie Simmons. Stephanie and Melvin are in South Carolina, Sylvia Spartanburg. So we say hello and happy birthday to Stephanie. Pat Townsend is here today. Praise God. Happy birthday, Pat. Jasmine Baines will be officially 17, Jasmine. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, Rafia is not here today, but her daughter is. So we say happy birthday to Rafia Billups. Hallelujah. Elijah Dowdell. That is... um, Tony, not Tony's grandson, Kim and Daryl's son, uh, Mildred Little, that's Pearlie's mom. So we say happy birthday to Mildred. Miss Estelle Milan is in the house and she has a birthday. Praise God. And Annette Thompson, praise God, is having a birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Annette. (laughs) So we say happy birthday to all of you and we pray that you truly enjoy your birthdays this week. Saints, uh, when Reginald was uh, preaching, he did mention my seeds. I want y'all to know I have had some growth. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is something happening there. (laughs) So those, the frost did not catch me. Hallelujah. Thank God. Last week I had, I found out I planted too soon and the frost was still coming. (laughs) So it it grew too fast, girls. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to pray over my little plant, y'all. 
But uh, if you would make sure to look carefully through your program, I will, will not read all the announcements. But for today, we do want you to know the Women's Association, you're having a brief meeting in the chapel. Diane has tickets that she's going to be passing out for those that uh, purchase tickets to the play. Uh, we also will have a Christian education meeting in the office, 15 minutes with Pastor Antonia. Um, who else is meeting? The ushers. Thank you. Thank you, the ushers. You all head over to the sanctuary, y'all. We almost back. <laughs> we almost back. This is our last Sunday in this gym. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Talk about some pruning, you guys. We were pruned, weren't we? <laughs> you have been faithful. It has not been easy to switch our worship, to come over here. But by your faithfulness in coming to the service, you, you basically said, I will worship wherever I can. Where, where God tells me to worship, I'm going to worship. If it's in the gym, if it's in the parking lot, if it's back in the sanctuary, we're going to worship. So we thank God that next Sunday is a sanctuary Sunday, and we will be back in the sanctuary. So ushers, y'all got to figure out the plan. Yes, Hassan? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That, so, y'all hear the men. <laughs> Ten men. <laughs> we have to put the communion table back in place, and the communion table is probably about 500 pounds, y'all. So we need some men to come over and put the communion table back in place. Oh, Rufus is saying 10, ten teenagers. Reginald, we so glad all your grandsons came to church today. <laughs> so glad. <laughs> now, now that's bad. See, because I, I do a thing called uh, Potluck Sunday. And I, I told my grandson to come. So my grandson said, yeah, he probably got some work over there for after we get to eat. So now they're here, he's going to say he has some work for us. Well, <laughs> I can tell you Reginald's family, Reginald did not know that I was going to ask for that. <laughs> but I'm so glad that y'all here today. <laughs> so is these men in the back. They're glad to see y'all today, too. So those meetings, again, the ushers in the sanctuary, the um, women in the, uh, the chapel, and the, the Christian ed in the, the office. Thank you. So one thing we are also going to do today, ladies, you all can help with this. So all the roles, except for the first three, the chairs need to go back into the chapel. Hallelujah, y'all. We moving. <laughs> so when you get up out of your chair, pick it up and walk it over to the chapel. <laughs> we are going to leave the first three roles, though, because the River of Life Church still got a, a service after us, okay? So we don't want to completely dismantle the gym, because we want to make sure the River of Life get their last worship service in too, amen? So if you all could help moving the chairs, just the ones from the fourth row back. The blue chairs and the red chairs just need to be stacked up. We're not taking them anywhere. They're staying in here. All right? Did I? Who did I forget, Gail? That's right, because I keep telling her she can't leave yet, y'all. 
we will be praying for Gail. Y'all can, Gail does accept gifts for her birthday and for times of surgery. <laughs> she likes gift cards because she can't get up to cook. <laughs> no, but Gail will be at Cleveland Clinic, right, Gail? Metro, Metro on the west side. And what date? So she's going for a hip replacement at Metro Hospital on Thursday, and that's this Thursday, but she will be uh, down for how many, is it two weeks, Gail? Four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. So call and harass Gail and talk to her on the phone and tell her to get back to work. (laughs) Don't make it comfortable for her, amen? No, please make sure. We will be praying for Gail at the end of the service today. Are there any other announcements that were not in the bulletin? Do we got everything? What what you doing? That's it. Jasmine saying, cut it off. That's it. (laughs) All right, you all. We're going to stand up for the benediction, and we're going to also pray for Gail. Gail, come on around here so we can pray for you and put some anointing oil on you. Some of our elders... Reginald, come on back up. I know Gail really wants you to pray for her. (laughs) In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, gracious and holy God, we truly thank you for Gail. We thank you, Lord, for the joy that she brings into all of our lives. We thank you for the many times she helps us to laugh and to uh, to just feel good, Lord. We pray, Holy Spirit, as she goes into this surgery, Lord, that you would go before her, with her, and behind her, Lord Jesus. That you would provide a beautiful and easy surgery as this hip is replaced, Lord. We pray, Lord, that Gail will be relieved of all pain, Lord Jesus. We pray, pray for the hands of the doctors and the nurses, Lord, who will be providing her care, Lord. Help them to take care of her, Lord, as if she is one of their own, Lord. We thank you for Gail's life. We thank you for Jasmine, her whole family, Lord, all of her, her, her grandchildren, her nieces and nephews, everyone that loves her, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would hold Gail in your care And we thank you and honor you in the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ. And gracious God, as we prepare to depart from this place, Lord Jesus, but never from your sight, we pray, Lord, that you would prune us so that we can produce your fruit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control, Lord. We want to be the people of God that you created us to be. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church. Oh, hold on, everybody. Praise the Lord, saints. On May 4th, this Thursday, is National Day of Prayer Prayer Day. And we're asking everybody to, we want you to cover our church in prayer. So we need you to come out from what time to what time? 10 to 8 p.m. So we're asking you all to just come on and let's pray. Because it's praying time. It's too many mass shootings. And we're losing our children to the streets. 
And when we just need prayer, and we need to uh, build our church up, so we're asking everybody to come on out to the Thursday, May 4th, from 10 to 8, to the National Day of Prayer. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. Thank you. The Day of Prayer. Don't forget.